young America, we need to talk. You may think this is uncool. You may even think it is bogus. But I want to tell you about something that has everyone buzzing. Something that concerns mature boys and girls just like you. Something called grassroots. Hey guys, back again, Grassroots Podcast. Uh, This is going to be a short one per Mother's Day, so we want to wish all the mothers out there happy, lovely Mother's Day. Um, As always, be sure to subscribe, hit the notification button to be notified for our latest to the greatest episodes, as well as be sure to join our Discord, uh, where we talk about everything crazy from gaming to culture. Lastly, uh, make sure you guys sign up for our newsletter, where we also, as always, will have new announcements coming through. Um, As you guys can see, we're kind of short staff today <laughs> so it's just gonna be us so i'm one of the hosts brandon kill bhl i'm Aaron ashley simon and i'm aka aka nasty nas aka no, <laughs> yeah yeah chris you might as well just introduce yourself might as well <laughs> it's chris <laughs> it's Chris. It's Chris. What a filler Thanks. filler intro you, you had right there. Word, Chris. We got we got to work on that, Chris. How are you guys feeling? Uh, a little tired. Oh, I was not prepared. I was not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> a little tired. Went out for a walk today, and let me just say, like, just the walk was very liberating, and I felt very good. But then also it came with a little sense of anxiety because like anytime I saw someone, I would like, you know how like, you know how like people, some people would cross the street uh, anytime I see a black person at nighttime and they'll go across the street. I was doing that to avoid people, period. And so across the street, I would see someone, even if they're like a distance away, I was like, nope, nope, six feet. And I would literally diagonally walk across. So like typically my walking pattern is to follow the sidewalk, but it was all over the place because there's too many people at certain times. And I'm just like, okay, I can't take this. I gotta, I gotta go home. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. I, it's like that for me every time I go into the grocery store, just pretty much anywhere at this point. I get really, really nervous, especially like, you ever make like weird eye contact with people where they see you and you see them and it's like, are you going there? But no one says anything, so it's like, it's like all right, cool. <laughs> like, it's one of those non-spoken conversations that you have now. It's so strange. It's still a, a big adjustment for me. It is. It's so, it's so weird. Like, even... But I also feel like the one thing I've noticed is like, I feel like it's also made people a lot kinder. I think that this quarantine, everything that's going on, people are saying hello more. People are checking in on each other a lot more. People are messaging people that you wouldn't even expect them to message. And I feel like people have just become a lot more kinder during this time. And I don't know if it's because that they think about their lives and all everything and just like reflect. And it's like, okay, maybe I need to be kinder to people. Uh, I don't know if it's because they're lonely I, I, I don't know what the reason is. I really don't know what the reason is, but I feel like just kindness has been a little bit better. It's been like two extremes. I've been, people have been really, really kind or people have been like really, really like assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I've seen a lot of that. Um, I don't know. It's, I guess it's an observation. I've re- never really looked at it, but I think 
everyone's just still adjusting. Like it's like one day you can, you can be in a good space. The next day you can be in a bad space. And then you could like, one thing could trigger you from like the news where you're like, Oh, okay, everything is great. Right. And then you could walk outside and then be like, Oh, just so you're aware in the Northeast area, um, there's a, a new pollen outbreak that could spread it. And you're like, damn, I was just outside. Now you, you know what I mean? Like it's so many different things that I think reel you, reel you back in where you're, you're kind of trying to figure it out. So yeah, I think that's a good observation, though. I think so. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, everyone's just trying to figure out not only their lives, but they're just trying to figure out this virus. And I feel like I've become more acclimated to, like, being inside. But it's not, it's still not at the point where it feels weird for me to go outside. But I also think that goes back to, like, depending on what region you are or <clears throat> what your situation is, like, obviously, we all have certain levels of privilege and it's crazy how like going outside, going to the park, going for walks, like that's privilege now. That's something that mm-hmm. before anyone could go outside, anyone could go for walks if they wanted to, depending on what this, you know, obviously their environment, sometimes some places are safer than others, but it's like even mm-hmm. some of the most fundamental things are more privilege based and it's really dictated on where you live and what your situation is. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I think that like life is going to be different for a while. Um, the one hope that I do, like the one hope that I have in me is, you know, I've had conversations with people who have been through the polio, uh, situation and everything like that. And at the end of the day, if you look at history, things do go back to some sort of normalcy may not be the same way Mm -hmm. as before, but it will go back to some form of normalcy, but it's just interesting how we're just all having to adjust and even especially adjusting in terms of technology, people always looked at technology being like a bad thing. Like, Oh, it's, they're taking over jobs and like all this stuff. And now it's the one it's the one thing that's keeping us all together right now. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. But the one thing that's also keeping us together are these new IG live streams via versus. Can we talk about that for I a like minute? The transition. So, <laughs> so over the weekend, guys, uh this past Saturday, uh, the, the acclaimed battle of battles that we've been talking about uh, finally took place with Erica Badu and Miss Jill Scott. Um, but it wasn't the, the typical battle of sorts. It, this was probably, and I know I keep saying this, someone's going to pull my car, but this was probably my favorite battle um, for, a number, for a number of reasons. Number one, I love both of them. I've, I've been fans of both of them for, for quite some time. Um, number two, the warm embrace. Like, the fact that they they address the elephant in the room and saying, hey, you know, we know that people put us against each other, but no one ever knew that we really had a special bond. We 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 already had these conversations and 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 we never addressed it until now. Like I thought that that was really interesting. Um, I also thought it was interesting uh, some of some of the song choices that I would have never thought each one of them would have been fans of with each other. Um, and then obviously just the story, seeing Jill Scott cry was, was really warm to me too. I, I liked that a lot. Um, I didn't know she was a big cry baby the way she says it, but um, I, I really, really, like I would have paid for that. I would pay for it right now, honestly. Yeah, it kind of goes back like, what we saw, I felt like it was very much in line with what I said last episode. I was like, it's going to be a whole vibe. It's gonna be some women empowerment love energy kind of versus which i think it's needed and it was tremendous at that even at one point i saw they had like over seven hundred thousand people watching and i think that like 
every versus is going to be different, right? And I felt like that just fits so well with who they are and their neo soul sound. And it just, mm-hmm. it was a whole vibe. Like, it was so funny. I had some friends, they were like, oh, I thought we were going to talk about it. I thought we were going to text about it and tweet about it. But I was like, no, everyone's mm-hmm. captured. Everyone is just locked into what's going on. Uh, but the funny, yeah. <laughs> the funny part was when, uh, Erica ba- Badu's, uh, like, was it like phone or iPad, like died. And then Joe's like, mm-hmm. oh, dang. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it yeah. just, but it just shows like they weren't even like everyone gets so in, in just in like involved in it so much that like even Erica Badu forgot to charge. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. She said, um, in the stream that it, it, she was charging it as she was doing the stream. It's just for whatever reason, her phone, I mean, her iPad wasn't taking the charge. So she was like, all right, well, if it cuts off, I'll be back. But the, the beautiful thing for me, even in that moment where, um, I think everyone waited, was waiting for Tyrone. I called it. I was like, yo, she hasn't played Tyrone yet. And I'm like, the way you got to end this, especially coming off of Jill Scott's record, you have to play Tyrone on an, or, or yeah, you really got to play Tyrone, but it's got to be live version. So sure enough, she plays it. And the classy Jill Scott that she is, because Erica Badu gets cut off, she then goes in and in, in starts another live and says, hey, no, we, we have to hear this record. And then plays uh, the Tyrone record, the live one too, not, not, the, not the, uh, the album version, the live one. And um, I thought I just thought that that was beautiful, man. Like it really, really. I, I love that. I love that. Like she she wanted her to have that moment. You know what I mean? It, and and it's crazy. Um, even a lot of the firsts in this, like I didn't know that Erica Badu, uh, like she didn't she doesn't write for a lot of people. And her writing a record for uh, for for Jill Scott, and then Jill Scott saying, "Yo, this is my first time going live. Like I'd never gone live before until you introduced me to it." Like Erica Badu intro, uh, introduced Jill Scott to a lot of firsts, and I thought that that was admirable for her to then pay homage and say, "Yo, like kid, like I, I want you to have this moment. Like this was amazing." So yeah, yeah that- I, I, it was remarkable to me. That was really cool. The funny part about it, it was like with the whole, like obviously Tyrone, especially the live iteration is phenomenal, but it was so funny how when people were bringing up Tyrone, they brought up uh, Tyrone Hankerson, the, the Howard student who was, a, who was a, allegedly a scammer. Um, and so everyone mm-hmm. was just tweeting bad photos of like, go, go ahead and call Tyrone. And then they had, they had photos of him coming yeah. up. It was it was mad jokes like when when uh when Erica's uh camera cut off they were like up oh, Tyrone got tired of that shit he was like you know you better call the light bill company or something yo it was it was funny though man it was it was good it was really really good like I I like that I honestly want them to change it from verses to something else call it like uh appreciation like call it something else like yeah. I love I love the fact that it, it's it's not a competition they, these these two women are in this platform and they they uh, upon entry between both of them they they were pitted against each other and the fact that they were still able to kind of maintain this this hidden friendship that we all never knew about and then have this bond the way that they have like I just thought it was crazy and and I also think that it was good that um Erica Badu checked someone in the comments because they were like yo you guys are being way too uh soft like this is supposed to be a battle and she was like what man get the hell out of here with this shit she was like this is love right here like that's my sister she was like you guys have been putting us uh, against each other for years between, you know, uh, meetings or, or artistry. She was like, she was like, no, that's my sister. And that for me, I thought was really, really dope. Like that for me set the tone. And then everyone else from there was just like, I think we all were in heaven. It was, it was like being in a, a, a room full of just incense and, and everything else <laughs> floating around. Like 
it was it was memorable. Yeah, and I think that with this, like, yeah, I agree. They should change the name versus because honestly, it's more so of an appreciation. I mean, even with like uh, Teddy Riley and Babyface, even though Babyface is a little bit competitive, it, it was it was more so of us appreciating what they brought to not only the industry but also brought to culture itself. So many, so many songs and so many hits that are tied to moments in our lives, like. There are certain artists that, whether it's their songs are tied to heartbreaks, whether their songs are tied to love, uh, whether their songs are, are tied to just feeling that 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 feeling stronger as a woman, like and Eric Badu and Jill Scott, they're part of that, right? And even like the uplifting, like the songs that make you feel better. Like I always tell people, Jill Scott's song "Golden" to this day, it just cheers me up. It just makes me go. And then of course, Eric mm-hmm. Badu, it her her songs really helped me with just having that introspective uh, a viewpoint of who I am as a woman and being okay with being strong as a woman, being okay with being different um, and being different like she is. And I think that this is not only them appreciating. Um, each other but this is also moments and times where we should be giving flowers to them and appreciating them and and even if the little appreciation is just us tuning in i think that's the most important thing because we don't give we don't give certain artists and legends flowers until they pass and that needs to we got to stop doing that we got to start giving showing our appreciation and showing how much we care and how much they have impacted us individually and collectively within the culture uh, and I feel like these IG lives are are really starting to do that. And I, and I feel like maybe mm. that just goes back to the whole thing about how this quarantine, how this uh, pandemic is forcing us to evaluate and start to appreciate not only just things that people have contributed within the culture, but then just also appreciating those who are around us, our family, our friends, our loved ones a lot more, uh, some more than others. But I think that this time is, I think it's crazy. Like, although this time is, is impacting the music industry, I think this is also one of the most profound moments for us when it comes to music industry, because it really allows us to just sit and really just think like, dang, like Erica Badu was, has, has paved the way for so many artists. Like she's done this, she does that Jill Scott. Like it allows us to just evaluate what these artists have done and also hear what they've gone through. And it shows that appreciation even more. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The other, the other piece I liked, um, was them paying homage. I like that um, they're still trying to, to to do a tour between, you know, uh, Erica Badu, Jill Scott, um, Queen Latifah, and there was somebody else I can't think that, that, that they named in the stream, but, um, and then they just went down a list of people. Like everyone was in, it was in there though. I thought it was beautiful. Like Rihanna stopped in there. Um, uh, it, someone said Hove was in there, but I don't see how that was possible considering I don't know that he has IG unless it's a secret and everyone knows about it. And I'm, I'm just in the dark, but um, I thought, I just thought, I thought it was dope. And then now uh, next weekend, they're having Luda versus uh, Nelly, which should be really, really, really good. Even though everyone is is, is saying that uh, Nelly will get Luda out of here. Um, I, I don't believe that. Um, I have I have Luda winning this battle like good. And and again, that's if they do it in the battle form or if they do it one of the appreciations. I think this will be a little bit more of the appreciation side. Uh, I mean, not appreciation side. I think it'll be more of the the, the competitive side, just because I feel like the both of them are very witty, fun fun guys. Seemingly, at least you know from what they appear. So I'm interested. What do you guys think is gonna happen? You think that's gonna be like when you say competitive? You feel like it's gonna be a little more like the T Pain Little John one? Yeah, probably. It'll it'll be a little bit. It'll I'll let not even competitive. You know what I'll say? I'll say it'll be a little spicier. It'll be spicier. That's what it will be. It'll be spicier. Um, I don't think it's going to be aggressive by any means. I don't think any of them are going to be aggressive. If you notice, there is a very very 
particular way of how these are being done in the sense of, hey, we're starting out, we're explaining what it is, we're thanking verses, then we're going into the stories behind the records, then we're going into maybe some 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 banter here and there, and then we're on the clock. So it's very programmed, which I like. I, it does Even with it being programmed, it still feels and, and looks very organic. Um, even down to the records that are played, um, and then even down to the artist not wanting to get off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Erica Badu was the, the entire time, Joe was like, well, do you want to keep going? It's just like, look, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm just here. Like, I want to, you know, kind of receive you. And um, yeah, it was, it was dope, man. But, but that Luda battle and, and Nelly battle is going to be amazing. Whew, can't wait. When will Instagram make more adjustments so that these IG lives can flow a little bit better? Um, You know what it is? I think... I think once we're out of this whole COVID adjustment period and whatever, whenever we get back to normal life, whatever normal life is, um, I think they'll reassess what happened with a lot of the hiccups that they've had between, um, you know, Teddy Riley's between, uh, but in a lot of these as, as well, though, um, it, it, it shows you how out of touch some artists are or just talent are just with dealing with like simple things like Zoom or tech. So it's like a lot of people are having to adjust. I think it's on both ends. I think it's from the artist's perspective or, or whomever is utilizing the platforms. And then it's on Instagram's behalf to be like, okay, hey, well, you know, we keep, we, we clearly, if I'm in Instagram, it's like, I know that this is now a thing. This versus thing is big. You know, you have other people going uh, live and doing big numbers too. Hey, maybe we need to make sure that this is stable. And I think that they'll uh, look at it. But honestly, it it just needed to fix it. Like this is one of the times where this is needed. You know what I mean? Like 700,000 people were in that stream last night. And that was maybe at a high point. I, I, I stayed there. It, everyone kept getting kicked off and on bouncing from one room to the other. But I thought that that was cool too. Like every time it would cut off, everyone would go to Jill Scott's room. She's like, Oh no, we're going to Erica's room. We go to Erica's room. So it was, it was just interesting to see how it all translated. Did you guys see the uh, the after party with that Erica Badu threw? No, no, I wasn't able to check it out. I had to go to sleep. Uh, you know, uh, your girl over here needs that rest. I, I, I literally yesterday I did a six hour broadcast with no breaks, so I was spent. Wow. So I watched it, yeah. and then I was just like, "Oh, okay, I gotta go to sleep." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Um, yeah, I'm, I think the name of the website was Badu's World. It was amazing. Um, she introed the commercial to Badu's Pussy, uh, which is really, really dope. Uh, the commercial is fire. The, co- the commercial is fire. It's yeah. very, very fire. She's, she's acting in it. She's very funny in it. She gives off like pimp vibes, um, but she's trying to pimp, pimp the selling the, the perfume pussy. So it's pretty funny. Um, I also like the, uh, the cinematography of it. It's very, yeah. very artsy. It's, it's got an a antique feel, but... The reason why I like the after party is because it you don't even feel like you transition. Like as you watch the after party, it then transitioned into her showcasing a bunch of DJs. And and two of the DJs that I saw were, were amazing. This is young girls, like the youngest DJ in the world. And she I'd never seen a, a, a DJ, number one, that young. But I've never see, uh, seen a DJ mix and, and, and cut records without headphones on. Like she was literally doing it off of turntables. I've never seen that. And I'm talking blending. I'm talking sequencing. I'm talking sound. Like most people, if you know, DJ and you got to, you got to hear what you're doing. She was doing it like with just on turntables. I've never seen that. 
then there was another girl um, that they showcased, which was really good. I can't think of her name. I'll, I'll, I'll say it at some point. But um, she had a very retro feel as well. Like, she built this antique uh, studio, I guess, in her home that looks like a record studio. And she was spinning off vinyl records, like antique vinyl records. Wow. On IG Live, like the same way D-Nice uh, D spins, where he's probably using Serato or whatever he uses, she was using antique records. And you see her just going to the shelf, getting the records, putting them on. Get, like, and she was going. Like it, you know, that last night, the, probably like one of the best musical weekends I've experienced in my home in quite some time, honestly. It's crazy. I feel like these experiences are going to change the way that not only do we consume music, but change the way that music experiences are are dealt, right? I think that like <clears throat> before, a lot of people, the experiences that have been so sentimental to them have been like concerts and live shows and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> this it, that the energy from these IG lives, I feel like is similar. I mean, obviously it's not exactly the same as seeing the artist live in person, but it felt, it was so personal, intimate. It was more intimate mm -hmm. than that, than if they did a show like a live concert show. And I feel like I'm wondering if how the industry is going to make that adjustment towards implementing some things like this, where they're going to have to still do some live performances and live uh, IG live sessions like this, because we can't, we're not going to go back to going straight to like full on festivals and concert concerts yet. Uh, but I feel like this is something that shouldn't leave. I think that they should have these intimate experiences. And, and of course the labels are going to try and figure out ways how to monetize it. Just like most businesses are trying to do that. Right. But I think that like, I think artists are starting to realize that there are other ways and there's more intricate ways to, for them to, uh, uh, get closer to their fans to get to feel more personal and closer to uh other artists and the one thing i love about this is like the fact that they can't even use technology some of them i think it's amazing yeah. i love it because it humanizes them it shows that they're relatable mm -hmm. it shows they're just like you and i like granted they're very talented and they're very amazing at what they do but they also are you know i was laughing because i'm like yo some of them like my grandma knows how to use ig live better than them like this is crazy yeah. and i laughed about yeah. it but i think that that's a good thing and i think that like at the end of the day what this quarantine and just everything that's going on content wise should teach everyone is that we're all humans mm. at the end of the day we're all human beings mm. we all have feelings we all some of us are better at technology than others and even some of the most famous people don't even know how to do basic stuff like ig lives or yeah. even flip flip the camera on the phone and i think that's mm. phenomenal and i hope that this would help people to change their perspective, especially change their pers uh, the perspective in the music industry. Because you and I know, like, th they have this this standard for artists where it's like, oh, you have to seem perfect, or you have to seem super sexy, or you have to seem yeah. this way or that way. I think these IG lives are proven that you don't like. This is just that was a standard that the label industries put on the artists, and I feel like most consumers just really want to get to know the acts for who they are. They don't care. You know, I mean, of course, you know, there's sex appeal and all these different things that obviously are, are instrumental. But I think overall, I think that the honestly, the music labels, I feel like underestimate consumers. They underestimate and feel yeah. like that. Oh, they have to present artists this way or that way. But I think that there are certain art or consumers. And there's there's a, a good amount of people just want. To know at the end of the day that, oh, wow, this person is dope. They're opening up. They're just like me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's going to help change the perceptions of certain artists during this time, honestly. I think for artists that don't figure out a way to adjust once we, once 
like labels and I guess just consumers adjust to this new way of consuming music, I think a lot of those artists are going to get left behind just because mm. everyone is everyone is gravitating to something to connect with. And even upon them gravitating to it, it's the obscure things like Instagram Live, like uh, House Party, like TikTok, like all of these things that you would have never thought would be a, a place or, or an outlet for some people has now become a major outlet for them to either release some stress, express themselves, or to create something that maybe they're not even what they are, but it's, and it's, it, it's an escape. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and I think um, for artists, it's especially for the ones that aren't really as, as savvy, they're going to have a hard time adjusting to it. So I would, I, if I'm an artist, I'm, I would be learning. I'd be learning all that I could, honestly. I think at the end of the day, it's, it's part of it obviously is being tech savvy, but I think also it's not, it's not quite about being tech savvy. It's about doing and showing and presenting the content in the way that works best for you. I think, cause like, for example, we seen IG live, right? The next, the second that D nice did it, like every DJ now is on IG live, which I'm not, I'm not throwing any shade towards, but I think that people don't realize is okay. Well, what's different about your IG live compared to someone else. And uh, especially the, every, the millions of followers. Yeah. <laughs> Well, D, actually, D Nice didn't have a million followers. He started out with some, I know, like, two, like 200,000. I know. I'm joking. Um, but yeah, having a million followers does help, you know. Uh, but I would yeah. say that um, uh, the one thing I would say about that, dang it, you made me lose my train of thought. Ah, I hate you, Brandon. Um, oh, so yeah. So I think the one thing about this, just the content that's being put out, is that I think people, it's so weird. People don't quite know how to present their identity when they are limited in terms of how they can present it. Right. And it's crazy for, 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 uh, for artists and people who are as creative with their music, they're not being creative entirely with their content. They're not being creative in terms mm -hmm. of their brand and just thinking minimalist. It's like they, they're so used to having things be highly produced and, and big that like when it's, mm -hmm. when it's uh, minimized to like simple ways of, of showcasing your brand, they don't know what to do. And you can tell yeah. who knows what to do and who doesn't. I think that at the end of the day, the people who are standing out the most and the people who are doing the best right now are the people who are truly being themselves. The people who have personas, the people who are afraid to really show any sort of flaws or anything like that, they're not mm -hmm. going to do well during this time. And those are going to be the people that are going to be left behind later on. I think that like people have that you have to break down these these brand barriers of oh I pursue I pursued myself as like the woman that every man dreamed of sleeping with or whatever it is your brand is right mm -hmm. uh, they have to at the end of the day it's like okay is that you right like the persona that these labels want you to be the personas that always whatever reason why like that's not going to work because you can't edit yeah. IG live you can't do certain things that stick with that brand that you have because at the end of the day like it's more vulnerable it's more intimate now because everyone is literally paying attention because they have nothing else to do or if the, you know i mean and i say nothing else to do in the sense that people who are actually watching typically are going to watch because they're interested or at that time they don't have anything to do people have stuff to do mm -hmm. it's you know take care of families and everything but uh it's just it's so interesting just to see the certain the people especially the people who weren't as vocally like creating content and all that stuff are mm -hmm. the ones that are doing the best with content right now. I find that interesting. Yeah. I think, I think it's a, like, I, I, I've been saying it. It's, it's the, it's a good opportunity now to just be creative and just express yourself. Like, uh, I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. I, I agree with you. I think that um, obviously do 
whatever it is, I've seen some crazy stuff. I've seen I've seen some crazy stuff online. Like I've seen whole ass personas created. I'm like, yo, that is not you. Like I know that that's not you, but whatever. And then I've seen, wow, like I would have never thought that you would express yourself like that. Like, wow, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think, um, I think I'm just looking at this as a trial period for everyone. Yeah. Like I feel like this is, this is the only way you could look at it is a trial period. And every day will be something new. <laughs> I don't really know. How's it been going know, for but... you? You've been putting out a lot more content and doing things that are a little bit outside of what, you know, your comfort zone is. Um, well, it's fine. I mean, for me, it's it's more so in terms of not comfort zone, but getting more comfortable in in the content, I guess, and, and how I want the content to look and how I want it to be portrayed and, and what I want it to mean, right? Like I feel like um there, I feel like there are people that are that are that push things or or try to just go with like agendas, and, and it's not really something that embodies them. And I felt like it, maybe in a little part of time, I started to feel like that, and I was like, mm, I want to put out content that makes sense for me, or just conversations that make sense for me. So, for me, like my conversational pieces with no agenda or whatever, or just even just going IG live. Sometimes it's I want to connect with creators. Like maybe I had a good meeting with someone, and I want to share some knowledge, or maybe. Um, I'm feeling good. I want to just play some music for people. A lot of my uh, the people that follow me, they know they, they, they'll find new music anytime they check my page or, or wherever. So um, sometimes I just like to do that. I'm, I'm, I think I'm looking at it from a different lens in terms of rather than trying to create content to just, I guess, I don't know. I just want to I just want the content to, to, to be what it is like pure, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Like, I just want to, I just want to express it, whatever, whatever that is. I can, I could want to play new records and, and show someone how to mix a record one day. And then I could change that to maybe just want to have a conversation with someone or, or a friend. It, it, it doesn't, it's really no agenda. I think that's probably why I named it no agenda. Cause I, I don't have one. I just want to express myself. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm just four people doing that at least. I'd rather people do that than, than being destructive or, or being malicious or, or, you know, doing, doing un, unsavory things to people. I, I feel like there's enough of that going on in the world. I, I see so many just horror stories and, and so many just different bad things that happen in the world. And it's mm -hmm. like thing, things could be so much easier just with finding an outlet. So I encourage anyone to find an outlet and, and, and stick to it. Whatever, whatever gives you peace, live it. And, and I love it. <laughs> That's where I'm at. <laughs> I feel you. I feel. You. Wait, first, can you hear me? Am I clear? Mm -hmm. Okay. I have a. I put a. Uh, I got a new cover for my mic, so I just put it on. So I just want to make sure that uh, you guys can hear me. Um, yeah, I think that like for me, for me, it's a little bit different from your journey because I've always kind of already had an idea of the kind of content that I wanted to put out and what I wanted to represent. I started doing that via IG Live, and then eventually it just started to transform into my other platforms. Uh, but I think for me, it's more so interconnecting everything that I'm doing where it makes sense. I feel like, you know, it kind of, and it's interesting, it goes back to um, the conversation. Oh my gosh, I'm drawing blank. The conversation that we've had with, oh my gosh, we had so many conversations with people that I feel like sometimes- I was about to say, the conversation, you're saying the conversation yeah, I we know. had with- Clinton Sparks, Clinton Sparks, there you go, there you go. The conversation we had with Clinton Sparks where it's like he's doing so many different things and it seems like it's a lot, but it's all within the ecosystem of what he mm -hmm. wants to portray. Uh, that's the same thing for me because I feel like I feel like you know when I made industry changes, career changes from like the music industry- 
or traditional sports to music industry, then back to traditional sports, then to esports. It's like I I was trying to figure out. Well, I have all these different fans. I have all these different people who follow me for different reasons. So how can I interconnect everything? in a way that makes sense and not have it be where it's like one platform is just this one platform is just that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been figuring out what that is. Like, of course, like with my Twitch, uh, that's a, a way for me to, to highlight not only with my friends who love gaming, but like, you know, our gaming side for grassroots is a way for me to highlight my, my passion in gaming. Um, and then I made Instagram more of like a journal entry. Like I feel like the, my Instagram, I just focus on just making it more personal, allowing people to really get to know me for who I am and get to know just my thoughts. Because the one thing I've noticed, especially like, is that people like look at like what we do for grassroots, people look at just some of the successes and they think that like, oh, wow, like everything's great. Like you guys do phenomenal. It's wonderful. And I'm like, oh, do you know how many times I've like, we're borderline about to cry or like wanted to punch a <laughs> hole in the wall because of just some of the things that we've gone through and just what I've gone through personally. And so I wanted to open up and share that a lot more because I feel like there's not enough conversations and important conversations when it comes to speaking on mental health and speaking on just certain things and challenges that successful people go through. Uh, because mm-hmm. I, I don't like it when, 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 when a successful person shows a flaw and then people just instantly bash them for it. It's like, no, mm-hmm. you know, everyone, no one's perfect. Like not one single person is perfect. And we all have flaws. We all have different things that we deal with. And anytime that anyone is vulnerable enough to share it, you, sh- you should, you should appreciate that. You should hold it with care. Um, and so I've been trying to do a lot more of that and just try to be little, like, just all the content I do, I'm just trying to be supportive and positive. Uh, Cause I just feel mm-hmm. like there's just, I feel like sometimes there's not enough content in that, in that aspect. And I also, you know, I also wanted to do some things that are outside of my comfort zone as well. Um, and I think that, you know, for me, Brandon, you know, like I, before I never opened up, I never talked about anything about my life. I was like, absolutely not. And I had to do that for myself because in an interesting way, it was quite therapeutic. It allowed me to kind of reflect and evaluate certain things in my life and, and how I handle certain stuff. And, but then it was great to see how just even me being vulnerable and talking about these moments it have been helping other people. Uh, and for me, that's just, that's just the most important thing. Any way that, that my content can help someone, uh, whether they learn something new, whether it, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, I, I don't feel alone. I'm not going through it. I think for me, it's the most important thing. And so like right, right now, it's just, I don't know. I also think right now I've worked enough where I can be selective in terms of what I want to do. And it's just more so putting a, being organized and structured and putting a plan and being consistent. I'm trying to stick with being consistent. And I'm also trying to do things like I told you guys, I'm trying to learn Korean. I'm trying to just do things outside of my comfort zone and do things that I feel mm-hmm. like can contribute back to that ecosystem that I've been developing. Yeah, I, I could see it. I, I agree. I think that that's what most people should be doing, honestly. Finding yourself and, and, and building a nice, strong village and then just sticking to it. And then I think from there, um, it'll all just transparently live in, in a good space, I think. As long as it's pure, it's organic, and, you know, you're, you, you, I think if it's coming from a right place, people will receive it the way it's supposed to be, right? And I think that for, for those that don't receive it, maybe it wasn't meant for them, or maybe it wasn't genuine. But either way, it's something that I think all of us have to work through, and I think it's also something that we all have to keep continuously fighting through in order to kind of get over the hump of the 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 middle ground right the middle ground of hey this is too personal to hey uh yeah i could share this or hey maybe this is making me really uncomfortable to uh that's none of your damn business like you know what i mean like there's there's thin lines between those and i think that's the fun part about it 
Uh, how um, have you been able to cope with? I, sorry, I have another question. I feel like this is something that uh, we should probably talk about too. Uh, how have you been dealing with just? You know how everyone's just so fixated on numbers when it comes to content. How have you been able to manage and deal with the fact that, like, for example, like since quarantine, our YouTube numbers have gone down, which is not a bad thing because numbers across the board for every single content, every single streaming platform has gone down because people are mm-hmm. dealing with real life stuff. Um, how have you, like, I, I know that you aren't really so much a numbers person and neither am I, but numbers are also important long-term in some capacity, right? I feel like we've been able to show people that you don't have to have a million numbers or viewers in order to be impactful. You don't have to have a million numbers in order to work with certain brands or work with some certain people. And I hope that people can see that in in, in terms of our work ethics. Uh, But but for you, like, what do do numbers mean anything right now? Or for you, it's just more so putting out the content and, 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 and us putting out the content that is meaningful and impactful for what it is, even whether we get a hundred views or whether we get 7,000 or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you, you know me, like I'm not, I don't care about the numbers. I honestly don't. The only thing I care about right now is making sure the fans have something to do, right? Like for someone they're their, their Tuesday is waking up and hoping that there's a grassroots episode, that there is not something missed that we are there and expressing ourselves and, the dissecting whatever content we, you know, we feel fit that that's within our demographic. So that's literally where I'm at. I, I stopped looking at the numbers that way um, as just because it didn't make sense to me. Like, it's like, you know, there's, there are certain things that we've done that are so impactful within the culture. Like people still talk about it till this day. Right. And then there are certain things that we would have thought that would have been so impactful that wasn't. And for me, it, it's, it, it used to perplex me. Now it doesn't. Now it's like, okay, it's just really about what, just doing what feels good. Like, just put out what feels good. And, and, it, and, and like I said, if it sticks, it sticks. Great. If it doesn't, great. Either way, I feel like you'll get the, the, the uh, feedback. If, if it's terrible, someone is going to, they, if someone on there cares about you and loves you, they're going to say, hey, that yeah, probably doesn't make sense. Or someone's going to say, yo, that was really good. Uh, you should probably take this to the next level. And I think it could be something bigger. So I think it's just about living it, living in the moment and and doing whatever feels right and, yeah. and make sure that it's not contrived. And then, like I was telling somebody else, whoever whoever you are, whatever, you, whatever you're going to be, make sure that it's, it's authentic. Because keeping up with these facades and keeping up with this yeah. character that people create, it's difficult. That is a, a challenge to have to be on all the time, you know what I'm saying? Or to be so aggressive all the time or to be um, this bubbly person all the time. Like it's, it's difficult to do it when you're, you're now balancing all of the other emotions around you, just avoiding people. You know what I mean? It's certain things like that, that I feel like, um, I feel like as creators, we all struggled with at one point where we kind of got lost in the, all right, well, we got to do this or no, we're doing this route. We got to go this route rather than just doing what, what, makes sense and i think once once you look at it from that lens it for at least for me it makes it easier for me to to know what it is like it's like okay now i know i kind of have a little bit of an idea now i I know what the where the direction should go what we should do or what we shouldn't do yeah um concerning what was in the beginning when um when this all happened though and the numbers went down because again but i thought it was just us i'm like oh shit well damn what's happening now? And then I'm like, all right, well, wait, do we need to change the content? Do we, you know what I mean? I started yeah. having those like conversations with myself. And then it went from that to, all right, well, let me just see, let's just see what's happening. And then I'm looking at everyone else's numbers. I'm like, all right, well, everyone's down. 
And I'm having conversations with uh, all, all different types of people. And they're all saying, well, no, yeah, it's, it's everyone. So I'm like, okay. So then it's about, all right, well, just either do you ride it out? Do you chill? So I don't know. I think it's a, a little bit of a thinking game at, at times. But I also think that um, the, the biggest challenge for me, I think, was making sure that whatever I, I put out or whatever I do, I could, I could live with and be okay with because it would be me and it would be organic and transparent. Like yeah. a lot of the lives that I've done, um, a lot of the people they'll say like, Hey, that was really, really good. Like I've never seen you in that space, even though for me, I feel like I've been in that space with people, maybe just not as intimate because yeah. it was literally an IG live versus grassroots or on somebody else's platform. So I think that that's it too. It, it it just, I feel like every day gives me a lot to think about between reading, between looking at content and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I look at the numbers, but for me, it's not like looking at the numbers in a concerning way. I look at it as like growth. And then also just like, uh, you know, what I'm always trying to figure out, like, what can we do better? Like, what are certain conversations mm-hmm. that the audience wants? What are they looking for? Like, even when we made, even when we made the discord, what were certain channels that, they want it and then they can engage in and how can we make it mm-hmm. so that they themselves one feel a part of the family and two that they can they can still enjoy the each other's company and and feel a part like we've been able to and even like the conversation we have where we're like okay how do we how do we in the more, most organic way bridge the gap between like our nerd and gaming side and the fans on that side with those who are on the hip hop side and stuff. And we've been figuring it out with our own discord and just the content we've been doing. And I think that that's why I look at the numbers. I look at the numbers more so for like, what can we do to make it better for our community? I think that a lot of times yeah. when people look at the numbers, they'll look at it as what, Oh, how do I grow my numbers? And that's more of, and I wouldn't even say it's like a selfish approach, but it's a one dimensional viewpoint where it's like, okay, what can people, what, what can I do so that people give something to me? When in actuality, in order to increase your numbers or to even have some even growth, it's what it's actually about what you can provide to the other person. It's what you can provide to mm-hmm. your community. It's how you can entertain them, how you can make them feel yeah. good about themselves, how you can make them feel like they're not by themselves, how you can make them laugh. How it's just about what you can provide to them. And when you when you provide that sense of <clears throat> those emotional feelings, and that's another thing too. The value it's so important that your content should people will let me step back. People are going to remember you more for how you made them feel and less for what you said. At the end of the day, that's what they're going to do. And typically, you know, especially when it comes to podcasts, it's all about audio, right? Of course, they're going to hear what you're going to say, but did you make them laugh? Did you make them feel like they're not by themselves? Like, that's so, so important. And I think that for us, you know, it's funny because people always look at us and they lo- they'll look at our numbers first and be like, well, how did you do this? Or they may look at our numbers and be like, oh, you only guys only got 300 for that. But then it's like our live show was so packed. It went packed out. It went on like 24 hours. People were still yeah. trying to go in. Our, our gaming, our gaming event, people were still trying to RSVP on it. And, and that mm-hmm. didn't correlate with, that was, that was the, the result of the impact that we had versus the numbers. And I think that, yeah. and I hope that anyone that's listening understand that it's, it's don't like, it, yeah, of course it's, it's, it's good to evaluate numbers for business purposes. Cause you need the numbers in order to like pitch yourself and stuff, but don't have that, mm-hmm. like, don't have that be the driving force of why you're doing the content piece you are. Don't have mm-hmm. that be what's, what is consuming your mind because at the end of the day, when people focus so much on how to get so many new followers and they focus so much on that, they forget to show and, and care for the fans that were there since the beginning, the ones that actually yeah. are putting in the consistent numbers. And so I feel like we, that was even learning, learning challenge for us. And I feel like 
I feel like now, like we've been so much more focused on just the impact that we're having in the culture and the impact we're having in our communities and how we can bring together the, the people from different aspects of our lives and make everyone feel like they're appreciated, that they could speak their thoughts and that they're part mm-hmm. of our family. And I think that we've done a great job with that. And, I, and I'm not worried about the numbers. I feel like the numbers will grow. The numbers will get there. We're, we're, doing, we're doing the appropriate business moves that we need to do in order to get things going. And we're understanding where our pain points are and we're fixing it as a team right now. Uh, but I think that you know, we've been doing a better job. And I think even during this quarantine, we've been doing a really, really great job with just staying consistent and just staying, focusing on why we even did this podcast to begin with. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree more. Um, And just even for like content creators out there, like I I feel bad for like, there's like smaller platforms that we follow and they're like, they're either like out of commission or are going through a rough patch. And I'm just like, they're like, well, what are you guys doing? I'm just like, I think everyone's going through it. I mean, like, but there's there's no manual. That's all I, I I keep. There's no manual on what to do, and I think it's just one of those things. We just gotta hold tight and just try to get through it with your with your team, your core, your your whoever your your outlet is. Get through it, and that's it. Um, but before we get out of here, I also wanted to uh, well, we wanted to I should say, uh, obviously pay our respects to um a lot of the people that passed uh today. Betty Wright passed uh this uh this today. Um, obviously little Richard and obviously, uh, Andre Harrell, um, Andre, for those who don't know, Andre Harrell is, is, is clearly an icon of, of, of many worlds. Um, but more specifically, he was one of the people that started Uptown Records. He literally gave, um, Puff, um, for some of y'all call him Diddy. I call him Puff. I don't, I don't know what it is. I know it's a generational it's just different. Thing, it's generational. Yeah. 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 But, um, for me, it's Puff, um, gave Puff a start at Uptown Records. Same guy that fired him <laughs> and then same guy that went to work with him because he saw his passion and, and he said, yo, I had to work with this guy. I knew he was crazy, but I knew it. And, um, you know, I'm I'm happy. I at least got to shake hands with the guy and 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 tell him that I thought he was dope. I, you know, I'd been a bad boy fan for God knows how long. I interned there, and um, I used to see all of these people around. He's one of the people that, from a business perspective, I always looked at like he got it, and people understood it. And um, it's it's just terrible. Um, it, it's really terrible. So you know, my heart goes out to his family, his friends, his loved ones. Uh, uh, Puff, obviously, Revolt family, everyone over there. Um, and, and that's pretty much the same thing with little Richard, literally, uh, same day, the news breaks that little Richard passes. So shocking. Um, and then obviously Betty Wright today, uh, for, for you guys, you'll hear this audio and see this, um, for Tuesday, but it happened on uh Sunday. So 66, she passed away. So it sucks. So condolences to them. Yeah, it's, uh, Man, it's rough. It's rough. It's, you know, we're, it's so many deaths that are happening, whether it's due to COVID complications or other mm-hmm. reasons right now. And uh, all I have to say is, you know, whatever is the healthiest way that everyone needs to deal and cope with these stuff, please do. Um, oh, actually, I do want to talk about this because it, it, it kind of has bothered me how I feel like so much right now in terms of social media, part of it is people telling people how they need to uh, process, how they need to handle the pandemic, how they need to, like what they need to do, right? Of course, like there needs to be more mindfulness from every single person, but it rubs me the wrong way how there's like this whole like righteousness attitude where there's people are like, um, so much focus in on like, 
I don't know. It's just like, I, I don't know. It's like I constantly go on social media and people are like, oh, for people who are telling people that, you know, this is a great opportunity to create content. You need to remember that there's people that don't have the time for that. And da, da, And it's just like, mm-hmm. maybe they're not talking to them. Maybe they're talking to people who want yeah. to create content right now. I just think that like, yeah. we just have to be more mindful or maybe that that, that, that person is trying to motivate other people to create content because that's a, a healthy way for them to cope with what's going on right now is to put mm-hmm. it towards trying to help someone else. And maybe that's the only way that they can help anyone right now. I, th- I just think that we have to be a lot more mindful about how people are trying to appropriately cope with what's going on and, and try to cope with it in the most healthiest way. Now, of course, you know, I think the problem with social media is that they think that if someone says, any, says something that it applies to everyone, when it, mm-hmm. no, maybe it just applies to their own audience and you just saw it. Like, yeah, I, but yeah. yeah, but then the the other thing is like also people saying like, um, oh, if you're not creating content, you're being lazy. Like, I just like both, both extremes, I feel like have to stop, like just allow people to cope in, in whatever healthy way it is. I would rather someone tell me and, and be like, Hey, you're gonna try to create content, like go and do this. Or, Hey, if you don't want to do anything, you don't have to do anything. I'd rather them say that and mm-hmm. do that than them, uh, using drugs right now to cope using alcohol to cope. Like, yeah. I just think that like right now, everyone just has to be more mindful and, and obviously be aware of their own situations and aware of their, what's going on with them, but also like step outside of your bubble and just be more mm-hmm. aware of what other people are going through. I agree. I agree. Um, I had a conversation with someone the other day, literally um, I missed a phone call and I won't, I won't put them out there like that, but long story short, I missed a phone call and I was like, yo, I'll hit you right back. And they had an attitude cause I didn't hit them back. And I'm like, well, yo, like you do realize I'm still working. I'm still have grassroots. I still have my own personal stuff going on. Like I, you know, people have things going on. I think that, people need to be mindful of those things. Like, right. Like it's not, I think it's just the the nail on the head is, is the bubble thing. It's not just you and your bubble. Maybe people are going through stuff and it's like, Mm -hmm. once I had the conversation, it was like, Oh, okay, I got it. Well, that makes a little bit more sense. You know what I mean? So it's just all adjustments. (laughs) Just be kind to people. That's all I can say in these dark times, be kind. It's much easier. It's nicer. And should make you feel good. <laughs> like, That's stressful too, man. I tell you, it's more energy to not be kind than it is to be kind. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I don't waste energy on that. I just, I, I still, I stay in my bubble. I, I work and do what I got to do. And, and like, I don't have time. I, I don't, I don't. So um, I guess with fans viewership, let us know what you guys think out there. I hope you guys have a wonderful, beautiful mother's day. As we said in the beginning of this episode, also, Subscribe, hit the noti notification button to be notified for our latest to the greatest episodes. Hit the Discord, sign up for that, and hit the join something, everything. I don't know. Something, said, something, something. Said, I don't you know. Said, something. You said Discord, you said sub, sub to YouTube, sub to newsletter. This is why we're not newsletter. getting it. Newsletter, newsletter. This is why they won't sign up. We can't get it right. <laughs> newsletter, sign up for the newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> Sign up for the newsletter. All right, uh, I guess that's it. I'm Brandon Killer BHL. I'm Aaron Ashley Simon and our man of the hour. Oh, it's Chris. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. Peace. Brush, 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 brush.